Welcome back to the Ghost and Shadow Podcast. This is your host, Billy Goldfang. And your boy, Ray Vegas. Let's get it. Let's go. Let's start the show. All right. So today it is uh, episode one of season two. Yes. In the building. It's been a long time coming. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to give a special shout out to Eric Papadoc Perez, our Patreon supporter who recently upgraded from a VIP member to a MVP member and received a special edition MVP snapback hat from Goldfang. Eric also received an additional 20 plus minutes in the uncut version of this podcast. Head over to patreon.com slash Goldfang and join the ranks with Eric and get early access, discount codes, and more. So thanks again, Eric. You are an absolute legend. And for now, let's get back to the episode. We're here. We're locked and loaded. Uh, we wanted to get this out in January. However, um, you know, Ray had some complications. <laughs> yeah, man. Some life changes happen, man. It's, um, uh, man, things are sensational, man. I had a, uh, a baby girl that was born at the end of December, man. So it was actually pretty dope. Uh, being a dad is actually incredible. Incredible. I never actually seen it coming, and uh, yeah, I embrace it, man. Shit is awesome. So, uh, speaking of that, today's episode uh, coming into season two, we wanted to talk about relationships, <laughs> and I have been such a bad relationship dude my whole life. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of things that came along with a relationship that I never really understood. Mm-hmm. I was always a big fan of like, hey, look, you you go out and you meet a woman. Everything is amazing. You know, you spend money, you're going out on dates. And as a man, you do everything in your power to try to, you know, woo that woman and to get her to, to fall for you, whether it's your bullshit or not. And then, you know, once you get into a relationship over the course of, you know, six months, seven months, um, which would be the honeymoon period, but getting into like year one and a half, year two, things start to taper off a little bit. And I've never really understood how and or why. Mm-hmm. Like, why the sex tune back? You know, the girl that you fell in love with that you would never think about cursing at on your first, second, third date, or even a month in, why are you cursing at her? Yeah. You know, why are you not doing some of the things that you did in the beginning? Why do things get old and boring? So, you know, that's going to be the focus of today's episode. Yeah. I mean, I, and I'm on the opposite side of that spectrum. I've only had super long-term relationships that have no problems at all. And that usually will typically end after like between six and eight years. And it's just sort of like a, uh, hey, I don't think this is working. Do you think this? <laughs> no, nah, me neither. All right, cool. So the relationship Handshake. was cool and then all of a sudden just boom, hit a wall. and Just kind of, you know, became, people change over time, especially when you're younger. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm 34 now. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking about eight year relationships, two, three of them in a row. We're talking about, you know, I was young, young. And then all of a sudden, it's you, just it, either you or your girl start to find themselves. We don't have the same interests interest anymore or we have different um, priorities, yeah. I would say. You know what I mean? But damn, it takes that long to figure shit out. I mean, no, I think it just takes that that long to happen. It takes that long to happen. OK. Um, figuring out is pretty quick if you're self-aware. I think that's uh, honestly that comes down to like what you were just saying is. A lot of it has to do with self-awareness. A lot of people don't realize how much of themselves they're not being in the beginning of a relationship, how much of a show in the front they're kind of putting on. And it's completely like standing point. It's completely well-intentioned most of the time. It's people are just trying to be on their best behavior and they're just trying to appeal to this person that they want to like them. And And you said the key word is the want. Everybody has this overwhelming desire to want something. They want to be able to call someone their girlfriend or their boyfriend. Mm -hmm. They 
want to be able to parade for, you know, Instagram or social media or for their friends or family. Oh, this is my significant other. And people have the burning desire to want that even if the situation isn't right or they know that person is bad for them, is the wanting to boast like, hey, look, I just got engaged or hey, look, I just got married. Knowing damn well before those things even transpired that this shit wasn't going to work out from the get go. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of people can see from the outside. You know what I mean? Like we've, we've been on the outside watching people's relationships and being yeah. like, what is going on there? Like we know that this is going to crash and burn. But it, for some reason, people can't see it from the inside looking out. But I think that people recognize and they realize it, but nobody really wants to accept the truth behind it. That could be it. Like everyone's in denial. Like, I mean, I've been in relationships where people have been like, nah. And I'm like, what you mean? And they're like, yeah, that's not the right situation. I'm like, how can you tell you're not in my shoes? Yeah. But I guess the people who know you the the best and they look at your relationship or they see how you interact with someone, they can be like, yeah, that's that's not it. Yeah. You know, but nobody wants to. Or they can see know. a change in you. So like if if you're seeing somebody that somebody knows is not a good fit for you and they're like, mm. yo, that's not a good fit for you. Sometimes what they're seeing is a change in you. That's not doesn't seem authentic. So sure. they're like, that's not a good match for you, bro, because you're not yourself when you're with this person, you're putting on something, you know what I mean? And it's, like I said, sometimes it's totally organic and it doesn't mean that you're fake or anything like that. It's literally just people assimilate, you know what I mean? You speak differently at work than you do at home. You speak differently to, (laughs) you know, your family in the South than you do in your family in the North. Different sort of accents come out, different sort of like, you know, when I speak to my family, they're very like blue collar. So like I, I tend to hit my, my T's with a, with a hard D. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everything's just like, it becomes very like blunt the way that I talk. It's, you know, the, I, I can't think of an example, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it becomes a little bit more like the blue collar language. That's yeah. that sort of, um, that my family is, but that's not how I speak at work. I mean, how I speak on this podcast isn't how I speak at work. This is sure. how I speak as a normal person, but how I speak at work is a lot more chest up and buttoned up, you know? But yeah, the people do that in relationships. They don't realize they're doing it. It's totally natural. Um, but it's something that I think as you get better at realizing it and as you get better at um, knowing how to turn it on and off and when to use it, uh, it's you you get better in relationships because of the fact that like, I don't know, you can spot it. You can spot it and you know you're doing it and you can like check yourself, you know? One of the things that you had mentioned was being self-aware. You know, me being, you know, in my 40s now, it's like, I, I don't think that I've actually become self-aware um, in regards to a lot of things until recently. <laughs> yeah. And I think that it was, it's by choice where, you know, certain either character flaws or certain things about myself, I was in, in either denial about, or just wouldn't really own up and, uh, own up to mm-hmm. until the last couple of years where, you know, you have some time to sit and reflect and be like, wow, you know, something's good, something's bad. And I've actually changed quite a few things about myself over the last couple of years and actually being more self-aware and realizing some of my downfalls or some of my strengths and now taking those and being able to, you know, turn them, you know, into things that are going to be for the better good. And my life has done a complete 180 Mm -hmm. over the past probably year and a half. Yeah. Which is incredible. But it took this long for me to figure things out. Yeah. So, you know, going back to to relationships, I know that I've been a scumbag my whole <laughs> life when it comes to relationships. Seriously. I'm, I'm, you glad, know? You, I'm glad you said it. <laughs> yes. Listen, I, listen, you, you know, you, as, as a man, it's a, it's a prideful thing to go out there. And I mean, I've always been a hunter. I always see myself as a hunter. You know, you always want more. Mm-hmm. So I haven't always been the, you know, the most 
faithful person, but always a good person. But, you know, in regards to relationships as a man, you know, you meet a woman and you put on your best act. Mm-hmm. You, you do. You put on your best act. You spit your game. You spit your game. You do what you got to do to either take them out, get to know them, get in their pants, whatever your intention may be. <laughs> but you're going to portray a certain character. Mm-hmm. Now, you start run, running into problems when that character or that facade that you have put on starts to kind of get washed away over the course of your relationship over the next, you know, couple of months. Mm-hmm. And then people can start seeing, you know, either what your true interests are, your true intentions are for them. Um, but some women, are, and, and it happens with men as well, are blind to the game. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's because there's naturally people who meet something, you know, meet someone, let's just say me, for example, meeting a woman. There's women that I have a genuine interest in getting to know. And then there's other women. I'm like, damn, she's bad. And I want to tap that thing, Mm -hmm. you know, but, and there's two different types of me that would come out towards that particular woman. Mm -hmm. And the same thing happens because I have, you know, some of my boys who come to me and be like, man, this girl spit crazy game to me. She picked me up. But you know what? That woman was after the same thing. She Mm -hmm. didn't give two shits about my boy. Mm -hmm. She heard about his rep in the street, wanted to get to know him. And then, that was that. She used and abused them. Yeah. You know, and it goes both ways. And I think it's just amazing how, you know, we can either be aware or blind to certain, you know, situations. And I've always wondered being on the outside, looking in at all that stuff, because, you know, like me being me, like I don't do any of that stuff, but I'm our long for the ride. You are you know Mr. What I mean? <laughs> I'm in it forever, even though we just met type of guy. Yeah. So we're yeah. two different personalities when it comes to dating or getting to know someone and here's the thing is that i think everybody thinks that they need to be a puzzle piece they're like oh and we need to as soon as we get together we need to link up and connect and now we're now we're attached and like you just said like i'm a we're in it together forever type of guy but at the same time like i i honestly think it just works out that way because i'm not that way for sure like i'm literally just i'm not clingy I'm not like I need to be in a relationship right now. I need to date the next girl I see. But you're, I'm just you're doing my own thing. Mold of mo- you're you're the most different when it comes to that than any of my friends. You yeah. are. I don't know if you even apply to this conversation because you're <laughs> against the grit of what most men do. You've never been and the, women. Yeah, yeah. You you've always been more of a cut and straight to the point. This is my intentions. I'm here and not sort of the quote unquote player player or, or, you know, I'm just trying to hit it and quit it. You've never really been that type of person. Yeah. You're like, Hey, I'm here. I'm Billy. This is me. And this either you like her or you don't. Yeah. I think a lot of people get off on the ego stroke too. Like they want to spit their game because that makes them feel fresh. It makes them feel fly. makes them feel young. makes it feel, Hey, listen, the words are just coming to me as I'm looking at you. (laughs) But yeah, man, if there is a level on it, of wanting to feel that like it is the ego stroke yeah. you know it is the ego boost um feeling like you're out there spitting your game and doing your best character and uh you know i it's not something i've ever been into it's and like it's not just ego but it's, it's, it's also just accomplishment and just feeling like a man you know what i mean like just the, the conquering and, and the right alphaness so for example it's right? the alpha shit for example <laughs> I have a friend of mine that's been in a relationship for a long time. Mm-hmm. Things have tapered off so hard in his relationship. And he's never been one to stray. He got into a situation where he's like, look, I'm not getting it at home. He's <laughs> like, I don't know how to fix it. I don't know why it's happening. He was like, I'm starting to feel a certain type of way about myself. Mm-hmm. He went out, 
there was a female mm-hmm. who showed interest in him. And it's the first time he wears his wedding ring and, and everything. And a woman took an interest in him and he said, I couldn't help but to entertain her because it's been a long time since I've been shown interest. Mm-hmm. So him and this woman got to talking. Next thing you know, he's like, dude, he was like, she wants to meet up and she's ready to give me some. But what mm-hmm. should I do? I was like, I'm a raw fucking person to ask you because I'm going to tell you to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, just because I'm like, if you're not getting at home, go get that shit. You mm-hmm. know, that's just, you got to do what you got to do. I was like, she might be rescuing your relationship. I, I don't know. But I said to him, I'm the wrong person to ask because you already know what I'm going to tell you. So if you call me for, you know, the right or wrong thing to do, then I am not the one. Mm-hmm. So he ended up going for it and he called me and was like, Rah, look. It went down. Holy shit. It was amazing. I felt like I haven't felt like this in years. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, I don't make love, you know, to, to my lady like that. He was like, bro, I felt like King Kong and she mm-hmm. complimented. He was like, I was like, hey, sometimes you just need to do that. You know, mm-hmm. I, and I'm not condoning cheating, but he was like, I don't really feel like I have to do it all the time. He was like, it happened. I feel great about it. And now I'm going to have to let my lady know what's up. Like, I need to convey certain type of feelings mm-hmm. to my woman. Yeah. He was like, yeah, when we first got together, you know, it was sex all the time. So that's always been one of my biggest questions is over the years. Like, when when does a relationship, when do you become complacent in a relationship? Like, at what point, what happens in a relationship that makes you say, eh, I'm good. Or I don't care about the other person's feelings so much anymore. Mm-hmm. Like... You know, like, why is it that a couple can go to bed, sleep in the same bed every single night for two weeks, three weeks, and there's not any kind of physical connection? Like, how does that happen? How? Why? I think there's a number. Of, I mean, it's it's probably harder to just pin one thing. There's probably a number of reasons. And I know it could be a multitude of reasons, but if you guys are sticking it out and everything is great yeah. or everything seems great, like... I think communication is is key, and that's I think 100%. that's probably one of the things is like, and and I have talked to other men about this. Like, hey, how do you talk to your woman about not getting enough sex? You just say, hey, babe, I'm not getting enough sex. And, is and that, then it's what? That simple. And, and then what? And then see what she says as the reason. If the reason is maybe she's depressed, maybe she's not feeling great about her body, maybe Correct. she's having be. issues with with her family that's like distracting on her head all the time, yeah. and she just can't get in the zone. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, well, then you just say, well, then how do we re- reinvigorate that? How do we get that zone? And back? I think that's the problem is a how lot of people back don't have the conversation because it's a hard conversation of why you're not. But why is it hard? No conversation for me is hard. I think that's why I am the way I am. I yeah. no com- Whatever it is, I don't care what it is. Hey, if there's a salary issue, let's talk about it. If there's a timeline issue, let's talk about it. If there's a, a sex re- you know relationship issue, let's talk about it. I I don't care. There's literally nothing. Somebody's one needs to come over and talk to me about their freaking hemorrhoids. I'm just like, let's talk about it. I, it doesn't matter to me. Nothing. There's no like we're all just humans, man, and we're just trying to make it our our best. And if somebody needs to have an honest conversation, yeah. you just let them have that honest conversation. It's the best thing you could do as a human for for anybody. You know, whether it's a stranger or a friend, if somebody yeah. needs to talk to you, man, talk to them. You know. That person needs needs you in that moment. So I think when you're in a relationship, knowing that you can be vulnerable with each other is super important, man. If you're not communicating or if you feel like there's something you can't say to your that's partner, a problem. that's a problem. It's a problem because then what else is good? Like if you feel that way about how 
you know, that one topic is, then like, what else is going to pile up? You know what I mean? Like there's times when, when me and, and my spouse are, are having issues or something like that. And it's literally just attention. Like it's not even remotely close to what you would consider an issue or a fight or a problem. It's literally just like, I can sense a little something and I'll just bring it up. And I'm just like, Hey, I just listen, there's something going on. I noticed you're a little bit different. Uh, these last couple of days, is everything okay? She'll be like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I'll just keep talking to her. I'm just like, I know you're not fine. I can tell that you're not fine, but you need to just like get it out. Yeah. And then eventually she'll come out and she'll say, you know, oh, it's because of this thing you did the other day. And it kind of stressed me out. And I'm like, well, don't hold on to that. Mm -hmm. You know, if you hold on to that, we're going to end, you're going to end up mad at me for different reasons. And, and you're going to apply that to different scenarios. And we're going to go out to lunch and I'm going to do something. And it's going to, it's going to constantly it's compound. Yeah, it's going to compound over and over again. It's like, listen, I don't want resentment towards us, obviously. So if there's ever an issue, if it's I, I left a sock on the ground, mm -hmm. you just tell me. Just tell me, and I'll I'll move the sock next time. I'll try my best. Listen, I didn't do it on purpose, and uh, you know I'm sorry that it upset you. And if there's something else that's really upsetting you, let's talk about that because maybe it's not the sock. And I'm just like, let's talk. I think I think a lot of people in relationships, whether it's man or, or, or female, like to you personally, there's no conversation too big or too small mm -hmm. where a lot of people feel like that if they speak to their partner about a particular situation is going to cause conflict. What kind of conflict? How could talking about a conflict to, I, to avoid a conflict you're, you're end right. in a conflict? Because that's the kind of <laughs> shit that happens every day because someone usually takes offense. Uh-huh. That's, to the question asked, right, they're so offended by it. That's a whole different topic. That's a topic for an entirely different podcast that we have to write down because you know my <laughs> motto is kill your ego. Yeah. Kill your ego. Forget it, man. You are so powerful when you're not controlled by your ego, when you just control how you want to feel, how you want to communicate, you know, what you want to do, where you want to go. When you're not controlled by, oh, I'm not going to go to this place because I'm scared people are going to judge me or I got a stain on my shirt. I can't go out to lunch. Like, Whatever it is, like if it's you're in a relationship and you're having the same issue, like just kill your ego. Like if it's, it's, I don't know, it's that simple to me, you know, like, I don't know. Well, all right. So for, for example, like I know over the years, like I'll go out, I'll find somebody that I'm interested in. We date, everything is cool. And then you notice over, like I've caught myself numerous times saying, oh, wait, I noticed that I'm different. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's how I'm treating her or, you know, certain things that I say and I'm like, damn, did I just curse at her? Does it have to do with her? This is the question. Does it actually have anything to do with her? Maybe. If the situation <laughs> is... Now, you see how I got defensive? Uh-huh. That's usually how shit goes. And that's where a, somebody jumps <laughs> on the defensive because they feel like... I think that's like a human defense mechanism yeah. is to immediately jump on the defensive uh -huh. when a challenging question or central uh, situation is presented to them. But you could look at it as de defensive or you could look at it as protection and you're protecting your ego. Mm. This is why <laughs> I, I said over the last couple of years, I'm just now becoming self-aware with some of my flaws and some of my characteristics, you know, char mm -hmm. characteristics. Yeah. Like, the traits that I that I I show or, bro, self reflection, mm -hmm. and I I think that's one of those things is I had a lot of time to sit and reflect of who I am, and or who I want to be, mm -hmm. and it's actually amazing that how you can change who you want to be this late in life because I know that I have, 
Now, don't get me wrong. I still want to be a savage. Mm-hmm. I want to be a savage, y'all. But it doesn't mean that I'm out there, you know, conducting myself as a savage. Uh-huh. So as a man, you're always going to have that want and yearn. Mm-hmm. But there's a time and a place. Right. And there's right. other places where you should be directing that energy if and when it's wanted. And mm-hmm. if it's not, this is where the communication is going to start to play a big role. Yeah. But as you may think that it's an easy thing, but a lot of folks would disagree and think that, you know, confronting their significant other about certain things are extremely challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think that it's extremely challenging to speak to their significant other or even a person that they've started dating within the first year, even about like their financial situation. Mm-hmm. You know, when you that's start dating one. someone's like, hey, what's your debt situation look like? Whoa, hey, that's why are we going there? You well, ask if me I, my, if I, I if I plan on being with you for the rest of my life, I want to know what kind of shit I'm getting myself into. Yeah. So like certain or conversations. Even the rest of the month. <laughs> certain conversations are really hard to have, right? Yeah. So I mean, no, but I understand. Yeah, yeah, it's saying. not for you. Somebody but, asked me how much kind of like what's your debt situation? I'd be like, oh, it's rough. <laughs> it's real rough. <laughs> it's a struggle daily. Yeah. Um I, yeah, I don't care, man. You know me. You know, and if you listen to this podcast, you know I've aired it all out, man. <clears throat> and I think that's one of the the great things why people actually tune into this podcast is because we keep shit a buck. Mm-hmm. I tell personal things on this podcast that I that I kind of be like, damn, did I really say that? Uh-huh. Did I really just share that? But I mean, at the end of the day, like, there's nothing that I should be ashamed of, or there's really nothing that I should lie about because it's my life. I've lived. I've learned. I'm still learning. I'm still going through things. Mm-hmm. We all make mistakes. What I always, what I always say in the back of my head is, what, what are you so afraid of? Being relatable. <laughs> what's Speak the worst? On it. What's the worst that can happen? You're relatable. Yeah. You share a detail of your life, and you're relatable. That's the worst. What? Or you're not. Either way, it's it's a chance. Like, if you don't say anything about yourself, if you're just like, no, 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 I'm a monolith, and I have no details. I can't tell anyone personal about myself. What do you have in common? You're going to end up having the exact same conversation that everybody has, which is, oh, you watch any good new Netflix shows? Oh, did you, did you watch the Super Bowl mm-hmm. halftime show? Yeah. And you end up having the same conversation with everybody you meet, you know? And it's like, as soon as people open up and are a little bit more personal, you can connect better. You can have more to talk about. There's more diversity in just like the range of discussion. It's not all just sort of like this flatline, neutral yeah. surface level. Have you watched the screen things? I've watched the screen things. <laughs> Are we on the same wave? Like yeah. you watch the same screen things as me. That's what that's what conversations are about when people aren't real with each other. You know. So you know, it's it's amazing because on the way here to the show tonight, I had a conversation for like the thirty minutes on my way over here with a client. Now, this is a gentleman. I actually told him because I was in the office. I was like, hey, look, I got to get out of the office. I got a show to do tonight. And he's like, oh, what kind of show? I was like, yeah, I have a podcast. And he started asking me questions. So come to find out, this guy and I, he's a white guy. Uh, he's married to a, a woman from Venezuela. And they have, uh, Venezuela, they have uh, mixed race children. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me about some of the struggles and some of the things that he's gone through. And I I think that it was pretty, I think that it was amazing. We had like a really nice conversation with a complete stranger about some really personal details of both of our our lives. Mm -hmm. So certain things that this man shared with me, I was actually kind of surprised and I shared, you know, with him some really personal things that 
he was like, Ray, we got to talk about this again tomorrow because this was, he was like, this was really therapeutic. He was like, I don't know you from a hole in the wall. Granted, I just gave you, you know, $60,000 on uh, on a business deal. He was like, but this was therapeutic and this was a real conversation that, you know, he doesn't discuss with like some of his peers. Yeah. So, you know, I, I it's nice to be real and honest with strangers, but I think that we need to start being more real and honest with our partners. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of shit that people keep to themselves, you know, um, about how they're feeling. And uh, whether it's, you know, even if it's not sex related, just like, uh, hey, um, you're not romantic enough or, you know, hey, it'd really be nice if we can do, you know, a date night once in a while. Mm -hmm. Well, why is it that we even have to have these conversations when we used to do date nights all the time? Mm -hmm. Why don't we do date nights anymore? So there's just so many things of the uh, the psyche of a, a re of a relationship and the course of you know spending your 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 life with someone day in and day out that things start to change and we have to really hone in and reel it in of like hey look certain things are starting to change or and being self-aware hey i don't i'm not as sweet as i used to be i'm not as caring as i used to be that we need to kind of reel it in and just kind of i guess be reconnected with why we fell in love with that person or why we entered into a relationship with that person and kind of tone things back and kind of get things back on track and doing the things that we used to do in the beginning of a relationship. Yeah. Because it's so easy to just fall in the everyday rut of this is our routine. Mm -hmm. Fuck a routine. Yeah. Like you throw a wrench in a routine. Routines are only good if they make things easier for mm -hmm. you to then have more variability in other parts of your life. Like routines are good in the sense that like I wake up every day, eight o'clock, take a shower, drink coffee, read my emails, and I'm done by nine o'clock and then the day goes wherever I want it to go. That's a good routine. Like a routine is supposed, it's supposed to make things like, so you don't have to think about them as much. But then what ends up happening is like we get in these routines and there's a routine of stressing about your routine, you yeah. know? Like people get layered into it a little bit too much. And it's really just supposed to be like, you go to work, you get stressed out, you come home, kick your shoes off, let it all go. And then now you have full control over what you do next. And we don't do that. We come home and we stress about work continuously or we stress about something that somebody said continuously and it just keeps going, you know, forever. Well, we can talk about this. I feel like we can talk about this segment for like another hour. I feel like we need a part two on this. It might have to be a part two on this particular episode. So I guess the, the, the moral of this podcast is be more self-aware in yourself. Sit back and, and look at your situation as a whole. Think about what made you, you know, uh, attracted or fall in love with that person, in the, you know, to begin with. If it's been a while since you've done something sweet, and it doesn't matter if you're a female listening to this or a man, uh, man listening to this. Think about some of the things that attracted you to that person when you first started dating. Uh, do something sweet. Be romantic. Be thoughtful. Do some of those things and and show your partner why you love them or how you fell in love with them just to kind of get like that old thing back, that old feeling back. And I guarantee you, it'll probably feel good for the soul. Um, it'll make them feel good. You'll feel good, you know, doing something special for them. But just get back to some of the basics. Get back to the old you that made you and that person want to be together to get with. And if that's too difficult to try to lock down, if that feels like too much research or it feels like you know, it's just, it's too much. I can't figure it out. Just start over. Just do the things that you did in the beginning. 
just go back to those early days and just whatever was fun back then that made you guys sort of fall for each other, just do them again. Just do them again. If it's too hard to figure out what to do next, just do the things you enjoyed again. How did you meet? On a cruise? Take a cruise. Yeah, no How need to try meet? to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, just do it again. And just just try to put yourself in that headspace of where you were at back then. If, try to forget about all the things that have piled up since then because things were piled up back then too. It's just, you know, you were looking at life a little bit differently back then. And sometimes it's just how we evolve. And unfortunately, sometimes we devolve sort of into a negative pattern and just get yourself out of it. Just sort of break that pattern. Yes, sir. Well, this concludes episode one of season two of the Ghost and Shadow podcast. This is your boy, Ray Vegas. And this is Billy Goldfang. Yeah.